0: good morning everyone and welcome to the 7 a.m eastern time overeaters anonymous a vision for you big book study my name is amy g and i'm a recovered compulsive reader from maryland today's date is tuesday february 21st 2023 and today we are reading in the big book of alcoholics anonymous we are in the chapter how it works on page 62 third paragraph starting with this is the how and the why of it ending in triumphant arch through which we passed through freedom that is one paragraph we'll be focusing on that one paragraph only today's readers are and thank you to team tuesday sherry d nancy r barb w for the 12 steps heather m 12 traditions christina j our newcomer greeter, Freya H., and the host for the second awesome unrecorded hour, Ken W.H. The share ID for yesterday's meeting, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 19,978. That's 19978. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting yesterday, 19,979. That's for Monday, February 20th 2023. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions I will now ask for Heather M. to read the 12 steps. Please go ahead, Heather.
1: Good morning, everyone. Heather M., compulsive overeater in Indiana, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him 4 made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves 5 admitted to God to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs 6 were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character 7 humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed, and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our
2: affairs. Thank you for letting me do service, at pass.
0: Thank you so much, Heather M. I will now ask for Christina J. to read the Twelve Traditions. Please go ahead, Christina.
3: Good morning, Amy. Good morning, everyone. Christina Jay from the state of North Carolina. <clears throat> our Twelve Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscious. of all these traditions, ever reminded, reminding us to place principles before personalities, thank you for letting me be of service. I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Christina J. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute your phone. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the Big Book. We are in the chapter How It Works. On page 62, the third paragraph, this is the how and the why of it. I am going to ask Sherry D to get us started. Go ahead, Sherry. Can't wait. Good morning, tribe. Thank you so much, Sherry D, compulsive overeater from Maryland. This is the how and why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God, it didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal, we are his agents. He is the father and we are his children. Most good ideas are simple. And this concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant arch through which we passed to freedom. So, I got to tell you, I giggled when I read this first sentence. Um, I was actually sharing at a meeting last night about my experience with OA and how I had walked into a group about 15 years ago after being in recovery for another program. It was a 12-step program and hearing everybody sit around the table and share and then they asked uh, for questions and I said, look. I raised my hand, I said, look, I'm new, I need a sponsor. I know I got to work the steps. That's where recovery is. And they said, well, you know, before you can have a sponsor, you need 60 days of abstinence. And I said, what's abstinence? And they said, well, it's different for everybody. And I essentially, you know, my disease and myself <laughs> stood up
4: and walked out and didn't go back. And and here I'm reading this paragraph about you know playing God, so I walked into a group of people who
0: their main purpose was to help people recover from overeating and bulimia and compulsive eating and And I sat there and said, "This is what I need and i It just struck me very funny this morning as I was reading that and and remembering that moment Um, you know this paragraph for me is why all of the weigh and pay programs wouldn't work this is the one thing that the book tells me over and over and over again that i need is a power greater than myself that will be able to keep me from picking up my alcoholic foods Um, i don't have a food or drug or alcohol problem i have a spiritual malady And this, you know, the great news is is this book has steps to guide me to a relationship with a power greater than myself that is the one that stands between me and picking up those alcoholic foods, chemicals. Um, And the beautiful part of this paragraph is the last sentence. Most good ideas are simple. All of these are simple ideas. They're just not easy for me. Um, But I have the amazing help of all of you in this program to guide me. And I will and have had that arch that I've passed through to freedom and what a relief. And I'm so very grateful for that. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much, Sherry D, for getting us started. Way to do so. Alrighty, so we're going to take some names and uh, phone numbers of uh, names, phone numbers, names for those who would like to share on what was read. But first, just a friendly reminder that although we value your experience uh, and strength and hope, we appreciate you sharing every third day. Which means if you shared on uh, Monday or on Friday, we ask that you allow others to share their experience, strength, and hope too. Okay, so who would like to share on what was read? Elana P Janet B. Kaya P. P Janet P Haya P. P.
5: Kaya P. Colleen M. Colleen M. Colleen. Did you get Elana
0: P? I did. I have Ilana, Janet, Haya, and Colleen. Who
6: else?
7: Anyone else? Y'all are being very nice to me this morning, one at a time.
2: Who else would like to share on what was read? Anyone else?
0: Going once, twice. All right. All right. Okay, somebody came in there, but it was all
2: jumbled.
8: Lori H from
0: Miami. Lori H. Was there someone else?
2: Rosa R. Uh-huh.
0: Was it Melissa R.
2: Melissa R.
6: Sorry, Rosa R O S A. Rhonda. Was it Rhonda? Rosa.
2: <laughs> Sorry. All right,
0: Wait, we're oh,
4: getting right. Rosa.
0: Rosa. Alright. Well, hopefully, I've got that. I'm okay. That. Okay. So I have Alana B, Alana Janet B, Taya P, hi, Colleen M, no, Lori H, no, and Ro- no, Rosa. No, hey, I'm hearing no, an I'm echo. Hearing an Is echo. that just me? No,
9: it's not okay. just you. No, I, no, I hear the echo. I hear an echo.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to mute myself and I'm going to ask Alana B. to share and let's see what's going on there if if we still hear it, okay? Actually, I think it's gone now. All right, Alana B. followed by Janet B. Please go ahead. Hi, it's Alana P from Maryland, composed you're gratefully recovered for today. And um, I really like this paragraph because it kind of, um, I go back to uh, two pages to page 60 where it says, being convinced we were at step three, which is that we decided to turn our will and our life over to God as we understood him, just what do we mean by that, and just what do we do? And it says the first requirement is to see that if we run on self-will, our life can't be a success. So it's telling us, this is the how and why of it, um, leading up to step three. First of all, we had to quit playing God, so I have to, convince myself and remind myself over and over that I'm not in the driver's seat and that I don't get to make decisions on my own. I, because when I've done that in the past, I've made a mess of my life. So every time some decision comes up, which they come up all the time, um, a lot of times for the big ones, I will remember to stop before I even start to think about it. Sometimes the smaller ones, um, I do kind of get into it and try and figure things out um, before I realize that this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. This is not how I want to live because it doesn't get me where I want. And the second the second part is to um, to know, to believe, to trust that God is going to be my director, that I don't need to do it, that I can't do it, and that God will. And I sometimes I think of God as the perfect parent. Sometimes I think of God as um, divine wisdom, divine power. Um, and sometimes it's, it's just God. And that is my most important job, is to be able to See what's happening in my life and then go to god for guidance um, and i love the the uh, sentence the part that says the keystone of the new and triumphant arch through which we pass to freedom because it takes us back to uh where we heard about this construction at um to call it allegory <laughs> um back uh in step five and So we're building, we're building this arch where we are by doing, by quit playing God and by deciding that I am gonna turn to my higher power to help me make any decision to help me take any action that I need to take um, and that will get me to the freedom that I so desperately seek. And um, that's what I have and thank you for letting me share. Thank you for sharing, Ilana from Elana B. Elana B. from Maryland, fellow Marylander. Okay, Janet B., you're up, and Hiya P. is next. So, Janet,
6: please go ahead. Hi, good morning. This is Janet B. recovered from compulsive eating in New Jersey. So, I'm reading this, and I'm thinking back to the doctor's opinion page, XXX, where it says that we are over-remorseful and make many resolutions, but never a decision. And reading that, you know, I've Like, that was me, right? over remorseful after I binge, making all these resolutions. I won't do it again. I'll start Monday. I'll start the first of the month. I'll start the first of the year. I'll start tomorrow. And I could never do it. And it says, because we made resolutions but never a decision. So at first I thought, okay, that means a decision to really put the food down, really decide. But I don't think that's what it means because step three – talks about a decision to turn our will and our life over to God as we understand him. So I can't just make a decision to put the food down because I'm powerless. Um, Our book is really clear. Either God is everything or else he's nothing. I have to give God everything. But what a good God this is. It says, when I decided, when I make a decision that he's going to be my director, you know, what happens? I get two things, you know, really, I become an agent. Like that's such a cool word. It almost, you know, back on page um, 49, it talks about how we're supposed to see ourselves as intelligent agents, spearheads of God's ever advancing creation. That means God has a will for this world to bring good. Um, I believe God created the world and now is spending the rest of his life, the rest of eternity, launching search and rescue missions for other addicts. As his agent, I get to help. I get to help God bring other compulsive eaters to recovery. What a wonderful purpose for someone like me who was binging her brains out saying, why am I here? I have no purpose. I have a great sense of purpose now. But it tells me I am more than an agent. It says he is the father and we are his children. And I always say beloved children because, you know, not all fathers are great, but our heavenly father is. So I am his beloved daughter. He gives me a great sense of purpose. And when I decide to live on that model, um, I don't have to make a decision not to eat because the obsession with food is just gone. He takes care of it. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you so much. Janet B. from New Jersey. We have Haya P. up next, followed by Colleen M. Go ahead. Good morning,
9: Hiya. Good morning everyone. My name is Haya P. from Florida. First time sharing at this meeting. Uh, so, Welcome. I, uh, thank you. I took notes because uh, so much uh, came at me. I guess um, the worst uh, the uh most powerful thing i uh that struck me first is that uh he is the father we are his children uh in the god of my understanding and my spirituality
2: there is a prayer
9: that is almost identical to this uh it's in the prayer that i say and we say it um uh on the holiest day of the year in in my uh, religion, it's He is the Father, and um, we are His nation. Uh, and in learning that, uh, the idea is that together, as a nation, uh, and I take that to mean as in the fellowship that we uh, we are along with Him, side by side, uh, doing doing His work, uh, and that really resonated with me Uh, when I uh, am the director and uh, every day I really have to, you know, get out of my director's chair and recognize Mm -hmm. that somebody else is, is uh, running the play. Uh, And it's interesting because I, you know, denial don't even know I'm lying. And uh, for me, Sometimes I have a hard time realizing that I'm running the ship because it's so uh automatic for me. Uh this is so powerful. And the last uh sentence uh was the keystone of the new and triumphant art who is past freedom. Uh I have never run a marathon, but I've walked a marathon and I just had this vision of, you know, walking Through that, I don't know if it's an arch, but in my mind, it's an arch to the finish line. Uh, What's interesting, though, is that many people who walk or run a marathon—they're done—and a lot of them are like, "Oh, I can take a breather. I can relax. I'll start training again in a few months." But I need to go through this uh, triumphant arch every day. Uh, I have a short memory, and uh, not that I have actually—I have to do the work. That is simple uh to get to this triumphant arch uh on a daily basis if i'm lucky if i'm fortunate uh and it's it's a gift uh instead of getting a medal and and clapping from the crowd i get uh I get freedom uh I am forever grateful for this meeting uh and this program with that, I pass. Thank you so
0: much. Haya.
9: P from Florida, welcome.
0: Welcome. All right, Colleen M, you're up, followed by Lori H.
5: Thank you, Amy. Thank you, everyone who's joined service on this meeting. This is Colleen M from Maryland. And I just wanted to touch on, ditto to everything everyone else has said, but um, that uh, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director And um, for me, that has been a pivotal turning point um, in my recovery, and I spent a long time not being able to trust in a higher power and certainly not trusting a higher power that I was going to turn my will and life over to. And um, that's been a journey of um, several years of getting to know a higher power Accepting the lies that I was telling myself about this higher power and um, and really learning to trust, even when I don't understand, even when things aren't going my way and in, the, in my disease when I um, was uncomfortable, I was constantly trying to manipulate the circumstances around me to make me more comfortable, um, changing you, changing my scenery, you know, whatever, um, plain God. Today, I can sit in discomfort. Food is no longer something that is an option, Uh, although I know that it could be any time, as long as I stay in fit spiritual condition. But today, I'm much more likely to stop, pause, pray, ask God for direction, look at myself. How is this, you know, where, where am I playing a part in, in whatever's going on that's making me uncomfortable. And, um, and it's, it's the arch, you know, I've passed through this arch and, and I get freedom, freedom from my selfishness, my resentments, uh, my fears. Um, So this, this, um, this recovery is amazing. Um, Thank you all for helping me become a student of the 12 steps. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much, Colleen M from Maryland. Okay. Lori H. followed by, I think it was Rosa. Lori H., please go ahead.
8: Uh good morning, family. My name is Lori H. uh. from Florida. <clears throat> can you hear me okay? I can. Please go ahead. Okay. Um, I love this paragraph and what a meaty paragraph, and I just didn't know where to begin with all of it, but you know what? It, it says here's the how and why of it. You have to quit playing God. Well, how do, I, how do I play God? I think I know what others are thinking, and I act on it. I have conversations with them without them even being present because I'm, you know, thinking I know their thoughts, their feelings, their motives. Um, and, I, and I used to, you know, think I could save people. You know, and that still comes in uh, every now and then where like I – it says here specifically God's going to be our director, and it starts with that one. What does that mean? That means I'm here to play the role he assigns, not the roles I assign. I am not the superhero of of this act. I I can take my cape off, and when my son or a family member or um, my sponsees, you know, have an issue – I can pray about that first instead of automatically throwing on my cape and thinking, "Oh, well, here we go. Here's my chance to be helpful." When, you know what, sometimes it's um for me to take a little distance. Um sometimes the role is much different than I think, and I can when I assign myself a role, even though, you know, I have a relationship with somebody in a particular way, Assigning myself a role is a different thing and, and how I interact with them is a different thing than what my higher power, and I can cause harm that way, you know? So it starts with that. And I want to be not the director, but in the role that I am assigned by my higher power because it brings so much peace. And then I'm not stepping on the toes of my, of my son trying to, you know, fix it for him when he just wanted someone to talk to about it or, or anybody else for that matter. And it says, He is the principal. Okay, what's the principal? Obviously, the head of the um, institution of learning, so he's going to be teaching me. And I have to remember to always be a student. Stop thinking I know things. I don't care how long I've had abstinence. I don't care how many sponsees I've taken through the steps. I am the student. And then it says we are his agents. So I work for a large corporation of love and I want to be in my right place in that flow of love, not the pebble in the stream that is blocking it, you know? And he is my father, and we are his children. Well, a lot of us come from, you know, really bad backgrounds. I myself have a lot of abuse, a lot of pain, um, physical, emotional, um, sexual abuse. And you know what? That doesn't matter now because I am seeking, you know, the most loving most giving, most amazing director and teacher and beautiful person that is every single thing in my life. I think that's my time. So with that sound, I will pass. Love you all. Thank you so much, Lori, from Florida. Okay, we
0: have
2: Rosa. Please
0: go ahead. Hi, uh, my name is
4: Rosa R., recovering in Colorado. Um, thank you, Amy, for your service this morning. Um, oh, my gosh. This is so, so timely, as always readings from the big book tend to be. Um, I am working my fourth step now, and I think when I first read this, I was like, what do you mean I'm playing God? Like, everyone else is my God. How could I be God? Um, and it's just, you know, my mind's trying to escape from the fact that I have been trying to manage everyone through um graciousness I think as it says a little early on like just like oh if I'm extra sweet to them they'll do what I want you know and I would never admit that to my straight on but that's just the theme over and over again um and gosh when I really look at what's happening I am so emotionally dependent on other humans. That the thought of not being emotionally dependent on anyone or anything but God is terrifying, but also um, when I am willing to truly turn over my will and my life to God. Wow. Uh, Life is just so much easier. It takes a lot of energy to basically be a vampire and suck satisfaction out of every human (laughs) you encounter. Um, And I am just so, so grateful for this program. All of the shares today have just been exactly what I needed to hear um, to get out of that other dependence, other esteem, uh, looking to others uh, to be my God and um, trying to play theirs in the process. So, oh, my gosh, thank goodness for these stuff. Um, And with that, I will pass.
0: Thank you so much, Rosa R. from Colorado. Okay, just a friendly reminder before we take some more names here. We are on page sixty two, the third paragraph. This is the how and the why of it, focusing on that one paragraph only. And although we value your experience, strength, and hope, if you could please refrain from sharing if you've shared in the last two days, namely Monday and Friday. So who else would like to share on what was read? Gloria G. Donna M. Gloria G, Donna, Nicole A. I got Nicole, somebody. Who was that?
10: Vasa O.
0: Oh, Vasa. All right, so Nicole A, Vasa O. Anyone else? All right, so I've got Gloria G, Donna M, Nicole A, Vasa O. Is
6: there
2: Julie P?
6: Kathy S? Kathy S. All right. Anyone else?
0: Might have room for one or two more. All right. We are good to go. We have Gloria G, Donna M, Nicole A, Vasa O, Julie P, and Kathy
2: S. All right, Gloria, please go ahead.
7: Gloria, press star one down here, please. We can't hear you. Here
2: we go, can you hear me? Yes, please go ahead. Okay, this is Gloria G, uh, recovering compulsive over-eater anorexic bulimic from Arkansas. Um, I like this, this is the how and why of it, so this is it. You're, You're wondering what you're gonna do, and this, it tells you right there, this is the how and why of it. And it gives clear cut directions. First of all, we had to quit saying God. It didn't work. After that, next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. So we were going to let God be God. And um, I call my God Heavenly Father because I've always had a relationship with a higher power. And, um, uh, you know, this program has, has just enhanced that relationship. And I looked up Keystone and it says one of the definitions is the prince the central principle or part of a policy on which everything else depends. So this program and our recovery it tells us right there this is the keystone. That God is the keystone. Um he everything else depends upon our our dependence and our reliance upon him. And <clears throat> I don't know about you, but for me <clears throat> excuse me. That was really hard when I first heard that, um, I remember walking into my first meeting in another program and hearing God, and even though I believed in God, you know, I was expecting, you know, a magic pill, a laying on of hands, a, a special book, <clears throat> something that helped me recover, and when I heard it was God, I just, my heart sank because, you know, that means a dependence on something Um, of faith that you can't see or hear or touch or or smell or feel or taste or anything, just a dependence on some power. But, you know, um, this program has taught me, the steps have taught me that, um, God is in, he is in charge of every minute detail of our life. And when our will aligns with God's will, that's when the recovery happens. And, um, I think that's all I have to say, that I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Gloria from Arkansas. Next we have Donna M. followed by Nicole A. Please go ahead, Donna. Hi, I'm Donna M. from near Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I'm grateful to be on the line and able to share today. It's been some time since I've been able to share. I I have been traveling um, back and forth from North America, Um, I'm back in Toronto right now, but grateful that I heard of some apps while I'm traveling that I can use to listen to to vision because I'll be going away again. Um, And it's important for me to hear this message over and over again. Um, And I'm grateful today to to have three years of recovery. After struggling in and out of oE for over 20, 29 years um, so and this part having God being the director is a is pivotal for my spiritual malady and um, I'm retired, and for me, what this means is in the morning between my prayer and meditation and looking at my day and turning it over. Um But the most important thing is during the day is that pause. You know I cannot go off on different tangents, and I find myself asking God is what do you want me to do? God do you want me to do this, or do you want me to do something else um and those are in the minute things in 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 life in in the major things in life sometimes um I'm willing to say, God, what's your will? Sometimes I'm not and I have to I have to stop because I'm blocked and take it through the fourth step by doing four through ten. And at night I get to look at um, you know, how have I turned my life over to my higher power? Where have I been selfish, self seeking, dishonest or afraid? And and what do I need to do to clear up that that wreck. But thank you, God, I don't need to clear up a lot of wreck anymore. Um, I'm aligned with God's will most of the time. And so I'm very, very grateful. Thank you. And I'll pass. Thank you so much, Donna. M from Toronto, Canada. Nicole A., you're up, followed by Vasa O. Please go ahead, Nicole. Hi.
11: This is actually Nicole R., from California. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, um gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater. Uh thank you so much for every uh for your service and everyone's shares. I um so yeah. Uh this is okay, this paragraph when I first read it, this is bad news to me. I did not wanna quit playing God. Like this is I didn't wanna give up. I didn't go down without a fight. So um and you know it didn't work, but why don't you rub it in some more? Like I can, I can do this. I just, I, I didn't want to give up. Um, but, um, but we have to. And, um, so it kind of skips. I feel like you know, in this section, I was really scared of not getting my way. I, I didn't want to give up because I still wanted my way. I didn't want God's way, but I mean, wasn't that clear? I didn't want anyone else's way but mine. So, um, but I have to remember, I, I, I see now it's step three is we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God, not to the, um, not to the punishing of God, not to the, um, to the destruction of God, not, not only the care of God. And so, um, um. It's the fear of the unknown at this point. All we know is that God cares for us and that um, His will for us is good, and His will for us is to recover. Um, and so, this process of step three is like, you know, learning to trust that and and giving up. Um, and you know, the keystone and of uh, so this is the concept and keystone of the new and triumphant arc through which we pass to freedom. So. Um, it goes from you know it doesn't say in that in that sentence what happens after in that freedom that is only the beginning um, so we go from a fear of the unknown to um, to freedom if you just knew you had freedom in store I mean that fear of the unknown is is, is uh, diminished so I'm really grateful um, for freedom today thank you for sharing how uh, I'm going to share it with you i Thank you so much, Nicole
10: R. <coughs> from California. Okay, Vasa, oh, you're up.
0: Please go ahead, followed by
10: Julie P. Thank you. Thank you, Amy G. And I'm Vasa, grateful we'll Recovered Compulsive Oveda, calling from Florida, Prochala, Florida. And I love this paragraph. Vasa, and- we lost yes. you.
0: Oh,
6: now you're back.
10: Please go ahead. Nope. Can I be heard? You.
0: Sorry. Hey, you're kinda of going in and out. Well now I can hear oh. you. Try again, please.
10: Thank you. Thank you, Amy, for your service and Vasa. Great we have a compulsive over calling going from Florida. And this is it this is step three for me. That's when my life started changing gradually. My sponsor took The person that brought me to the program 12-stepped me for about a week before she took me to my first meeting. And I remember she said, we need to find power greater than ourselves to help us with the food and everything in our lives. And at that time, in my head, I said to myself, how could this higher power help me? I've been fighting this food addiction, which I didn't even know was food addiction, for 25 years of my life, trying to control it. How can this Cannot see, or touch, and how could he do that? Well, that's because I was playing God without even me knowing, and God was talking through me her, through her. So, uh, so I, you know, I have the gift of desperation. I mean, I did step one. You know, I admitted I was powerless over the food addiction, but powerless with my life and my will, I couldn't do that. I felt like I was in control of Lada of the things that I was doing. And then, of course, later on, I found that a little different, the control issue. So, uh, and I was ready and I was willing. I didn't want to die. I I welcomed this higher power. You know, I kind of like the idea of a higher power than God. Somehow I grew up with fearful, punishing God. So I welcomed the higher power. And she said, yes, God is Stronger and more powerful than us. <coughs> and it says uh, here, God was going to be our director. Somebody is, un- somebody is yep, unmuted. Um, <laughs> so God yeah, we'll was going to-, the dash to take care of that. Please go ahead, Basa. <laughs> God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father, and we are his children. I love that part. Yes, you know, I grew up in a... With earthly parents, like I'm an earthly person, I my parents didn't do everything right, and I haven't done everything right either. I needed to look at myself, you know, in step four. But I was ready, and I was willing to surrender to a power greater than myself. It had to be the food, number one. And I needed to ask that higher power, give me the power and the strength not to pick up the alcoholic foods. And I have my my food plan that I, God has designed for me over the years. Time. So that, that has been, I, and I have continued, even after lost all the weight with the rest of the steps. I've been here for 37 years. It is by the grace of God. And it is, you know, I don't depend on my, my own willpower and strength any longer. And thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you,
0: Vasa. From Vasa O. from Florida. Okay, Julie P., you're up, followed by Kathy S. Please go ahead, Julie.
12: Good morning. My name is Julie P. from Minnesota, currently wintering in Texas, and I am the real deal. I am a compulsive overeater, and today, grateful to know that. I'm also very grateful this morning for the reminder that my ego needs to be crushed on a daily basis. Because for 55 years of my life, I was the only one that was there. Me, me, me to take care of myself. I was the director. And where did it get me? Well, it got me in these meetings. And I am so grateful to have learned that I need to not be the director. But that's a tall order. It's a very, very tall order. And for me, it really begins with trust. How can I trust that a higher power is going to do for me what I couldn't do for myself? Like all I had to do was put down my sugary substances and everything would be fine. Well, I am so eternally grateful that I, I'm still in the process of trusting on a daily basis that my higher power is there. And if I just suit up, show up, and wear beige, everything will be fine. I don't get to put the red cape on in the morning anymore, because if I do, I know I'm going to be face first down in the food. And thank you, everybody, for being here in your service. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much. Julie P. from
9: Minnesota. Uh,
0: Kathy S., you're up, and then we're going to take some more names. Again, we are on page 62, the third paragraph in the chapter, How It
7: Works. Okay, Kathy, please go ahead. Thanks, Amy. This is Kathy S., um, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia and there's really not much that we need to add here, but from this paragraph, the biggest thing that stands out for me is just to keep it simple. Simplicity of trust is what will bring me peace. So it becomes, it's a strong step one, two, and three issue. Um, For me, you know, the truth is step one brought me to the end of myself, that I don't know what's best. And um, the key from step one for me was that was really coming to an understanding that my life is unmanageable. It was so much more than the food. I had the food allergy, yes, and had to determine those alcoholic foods, which God um, helped me with. But the mental obsession, my continuous attempts to fight life, um, to try to manage life, and that's where I got beat down. And the truth is, this is, uh, like it says in that second sentence, quit God it's so simple you know and that it's it's really it makes my prayer simplified too all I really have to pray is Thy will be done and when I trust in step two that I I believe in a higher power who is good who is working all things for my ultimate best that is um and loves me and my kids then what other prayer do I have just keep it simple. God, I want your will. So I have to stop the resistance. I have to stop playing God and trying to direct the show, trying to analyze, control, rationalize, and just have faith. Um, it is as simple as it is. It's the hardest thing I do in, in any given moment. And, uh, but it is the doorway of freedom and new life, like it says here. Um, so, uh, you know, I, Today, what does that look like? It means that I, I try to remember to pray about everything. And when I don't, don't worry. <laughs> you know, a 10th step will bring it back. It's that resistance. It's my expectations. I have to let go of all of it and just trust that whatever's happening has already been sifted through God's loving hands. And, you know, he's going to equip me to to get through all of it. And I have the support of this fellowship who continuously reminds me when I take 10 steps out there, you know, about who is God. And then all of a sudden my problems, they just, they're not problems. I surrender my, my will over to God. And just, you know, like I've said before, you can pull up the chair to the three ring circus, let God be the director. I'm just going to watch the show. (laughs) There is work to be done. That's the steps. But, um, yeah. So, but it, it's that's how we do it. So the steps are what helped me to practice surrender. With that, I pass. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks so much, Kathy S from Georgia. Okay, so we have time for I'd say two, two shares. So who would like to share on page? Nancy. K. Teresa K. Nancy L. Okay, I got Nancy D-K. L. L and Toby K. Teresa. I think that's a Teresa K. Yes. Oh, sorry. I thought it said Toby K. All right, Teresa K. Okay, so I've got Nancy L. And Teresa K. All right, Nancy, please go ahead.
13: Thank you, Amy, and good morning, everyone. Nancy L. In Arizona this morning. Um, yeah, about God. Well, you know. You can't tell me anything. I've been going to church all my life. And when I came into the rooms, I I just knew it wasn't going to work for me. There were two things missing. There was no scale to stand on to see what I weighed. And there was no cash register for me to pay to see what I weighed. So how could this possibly work? But, you know, I just kept hearing the words, keep coming back, keep coming back, and so I did come back, and, and then I heard more more things that disturbed me, like character defects. What on earth does that have to do with how much I weigh? And, you know, I just kept feel, feeling my higher power, whom I call God, say Nancy, you spent 30 years plus in the pan ways, and look at you.
10: <laughs>
13: I had to take a good hard look at me. I was way over 200 pounds. So obviously that didn't work thought like I said I just kept coming back then I got a sponsor started working the steps and slipping and sliding and coming back but uh, it's all worth it now because for me I think the greatest reward that I have been given and that I try to share with others now is that that food screaming in my head that that desire that urge and that drive to eat is quiet in my mind now no matter what I'm serving or looking at or smelling in the restaurants, whatever, it is quiet, the, that urge to just pick up and pick up and pick up. And I'm just so very, very grateful for that. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Nancy L. from Arizona. Teresa Kay, you can take us out. Thank you so much. All right, this is Teresa Kay from Tennessee, and I am a
6: compulsive
0: overeater um I kinda had a similar thing from the last comment about how I was you know always in church, you know you were taught to have faith and stuff in 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 God, and I wouldn't hand it over to him. <laughs> I I was like, oh, I just got faith, but yet I was still trying to play God myself Uh, in my children's life, you know, telling them how to live their life. This will be better for you than what you're doing, and so forth. And then in my own life, with even with my husband, it's like I was always playing God. Everything I had to say was better idea than what they had. And when I started doing this, program and I remember getting to this step and thinking, okay, this is going to be so easy and it wasn't, it was not easy and I still struggle with it daily but this right here, this last sentence where it says that, um, that we pass to freedom through this triumphant arch. I never knew that freedom could exist the way it exists in my life now. I let my children make their decisions on their own lives. I let my husband make his decisions on how his life should be. And I handed my will over to my God. And now I have so much freedom. The weight has been lifted. And so then now I have time to focus on me and my recovery instead of dictating to what everybody else needs to do because I thought it was better. And thanks everybody for your shares and for y'all's service. I really appreciate it and love this um, vision for you. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Teresa Kay from Tennessee. Thanks for taking us out. I'd like to thank everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following this closing. The share ID for today's meeting, Tuesday, February 21st, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. The uh, share ID number is 19,981. That's 19981. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Nancy R. please read A Vision for You?
8: Good morning. I'm Nancy R. Recovered, Compulsive Overeater from Northwest Illinois. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick.